Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Planet Film Network. I am one of your hosts, uh, Sean Monk. And I'm your other host, TJ Cornwell. And tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Loki, season two. We're going to be talking about, sorry, season two, episode two. Mm-hmm. We're we'll talking about uh, some new, uh, a new restructure, I guess, of the Marvel yeah. TV shows on Disney Plus, uh, as well as uh, some Taylor Swift box office. Because the Eras Tour came out this past weekend. Absolutely. I think that's it for right now. Uh, obviously, we're going to start with what we've been watching. So, I don't know who wants to go first. you want me to go first? you want to go first? Do you have uh, a lot? I don't. I don't have a lot. <laughs> okay. I, I'll let's. I'll go and then we'll toss you in the middle because I, right. I do have a lot. Okay. So, you asked me and we talked a little bit last week on uh, this subject. But you asked me before we went live today, did I get the library card? Yes. Brother. Well, got I it. got the library card. <laughs> I uh, So, <clears throat> let me just pull up. So, first of all, some TV that I've been watching. I, uh, as I said last week, I re-upped on my Paramount Plus with Showtime. What is Letterbox? Thank you. Couldn't remember the app for movie tracking. What are, what are your thoughts on this uh, Letterbox acquisition by this Canadian company that they're adding television and stuff? Did you hear about this? No, I did not. Yeah, Letterbox <laughs> got bought for like sixty million dollars. Wow. Yeah, and they're getting they're adding stories. Uh, and- I mean, I get it. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I get it. I guess. That would be interesting to see. I don't know. It's been growing. I mean, they have, like, their kind of own media, like, segment. They have, like, a, I think they have, like, a podcast. You know, they have yeah. people and that been I think write carpets now for, and stuff like COVID, that. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really, I guess it's not really surprising. Um, it's kind of like A24, with, which is, like, people are like, why are they looking to be bought? Right. And, and you still like, kind of see that, too, with, like, they have, like, you know, for example, like, they have a Moon Knight on there. They have these, yeah. like, Chernobyl. They have these yeah, short series. Yeah, they put, like, limited series on there. Yeah, so. The title. That'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be interested to see how the app change, app changes. Yeah, that's my thing. Is <clears throat> obviously it's wishful. I, I was telling my one friend, I was like, I'm glad that they got bought by just like some random Canadian company. Obviously, it's like a big Canadian company, but mm-hmm. a company that I'm not familiar with. Rather than getting bought by like Amazon or something, yeah. like and then getting gutted like they did with IMDb and and box office. Sixty millions. Yeah pretty you know yeah don't, don't quote me on that i think it was like 58.4 million like it was yeah. in that ballpark i'm pretty sure i don't know when they like started do you know off the top of your head when it i guess a very long time yeah like i, I guess it, it they started i think maybe 2011 area oh wow okay because i i found uh i forget if it was christian harloff or if it was roth cornett but i i think it might have been roth cornett uh, what's it called? What's it called? I think it might have been Roth Cornette. I found some of her reviews on Letterbox on the app from mm-hmm. 2014, and I was like, "Whoa, that is old." But yeah, there you Company go. Company called Tiny. Yeah, never heard of them. But uh, interesting. They promised little change. Good for them, I guess. Is the number in there? Uh, 50, 50 million. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So good for them, though. Yeah. That's awesome. And like I said, it's it's good that they got bought. So good for them. And mm-hmm. it's even better that it's it's not a huge mega media conglomerate that's gonna right. You know, lose its mind. But yeah. Anyway, so back to what I've been watching. So just some general TV stuff. I've started with my uh, roommate Brianna. I've started uh, Invincible. So I oh, had yeah. her watch. Uh, we watched the Adam Eve special together when mm-hmm. it came out a little while ago and she had never seen anything from invincible uh so that was the first thing she saw and then i was like since what's it called since season two is like right around the corner 
I was, and I was just kind of feeling it. I mean, it's been like two and a, it's like Loki. It's been like two and a half years since the first season. Um, so we're watching that right now. We're about four episodes through. Um, and then as I said, I got the Paramount Plus with Showtime. So I checked out the first episode of Your Honor with Brian Cranston. Oh, that, yeah. Like, the, like, really good show that he's been on now for, like, I think four years. Yeah. Um, with the giant beard <clears throat> that he's always had. Uh, it was really good. Very, very good. It kind of gives me, like, the mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner, like, mm-hmm. Tulsa King, kind of that kind of vibe. But also very different than those, because it's not as, like, action, you know, oriented. It's more, like, drama oriented. But it, it was very good for a pilot. And then I've been going back on and uh still listening to the star trek podcast which you know we can talk about in a second if you'd like uh and then i also went back and i decided to pick up where i had left off with star trek discovery mm-hmm. uh, which was like four years ago at this point because their final season is coming out next month mm-hmm. and so i've been uh binging some of that and then uh, I think that's been pretty much it on the TV side, I think. Uh, and then I have just been playing a ton, a ton of Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. I actually paused. Uh, I'm up to, spoiler alert, I'm up to the final boss uh, tinkerer battle uh, in Miles Morales. I played that one through all over again because it's much shorter. Uh, but Spider-Man uh, PS4 I've played up through, like probably halfway mm-hmm. right actually right up to about where miles is introduced so i've been playing a ton of those but i also have been watching uh, a bunch of movies because i have uh, a week off of work right now that i'm not going anywhere uh so i watched we talked about a couple of this stuff last week i watched fellowship of the ring just decided to throw it on mm-hmm. watched it in two sittings very very good movie boring uh yeah exactly <laughs> i finally watched saw x I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love really? it. Really? I loved it. Quick quick words on Saw X. Anybody out there that's complaining that's like there's not enough, you know, gore and what and traps and whatever I it's find a, that hard it, to believe. it's all focused on, you know, John Kramer and stuff. Good. That's yeah, what I exactly. want. That's that what that's exactly. what the people I want. Like it's like a John Kramer John Kramer. <laughs> it's like a jigsaw right. uh, simulator. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like it's like a life simulator yeah. of just going with John Kramer to get coffee, going with him to this. This is actually in the movie. Like the <laughs> first, I would say the first thirty-five to forty minutes is literally just going around with John Kramer, mm-hmm. doing stuff and figuring out where he's at in life and stuff. And I loved it. I thought that I think this might be Tobin Bell's best performance in a Saw movie. Wow. There are actual some like emotional levels that he goes to towards the end of the movie. And for a guy, you know, up there with like Harrison, I mean, he was he was like seventy nine when they shot this movie. Right. I think he's giving it his all. He's getting spo- slight spoiler alerts. You know, he's getting like covered in blood and stuff, and he's like they're like really covering Tobin Bell in blood, and he's just like giving it his all. Especially considering you know that this movie really focuses again, like a lot of the Saw movies do, but this one really focuses in on his cancer and mm-hmm. his struggle with it and stuff. Again, that's nothing new to the Saw movies, but. It really uh, dives into the cancer stuff in a big way, and uh, he has to deal with like emotional levels of that. And I just think that it was yeah. it was very where, very good. Where are you putting it on the rankings? Uh, I actually did update my rankings, and I put it at number three. Wow! So I, so I saw go saw one. one, saw three, okay, then saw X. Okay, wow. Yeah, 
That's what I would go. So you think they learned from the spi- the mistake that was spiral? Oh, easily. Okay. Yeah, I think, and and I also think they learned from what I don't think. I don't even think that Spiral was a mistake of a movie. Like I get that Chris Rock like is passionate about the Saw franchise. I guess like <laughs> good for him, and you yeah. know he decided to get everything going for that. I I think that was like an okay movie, but it it wasn't a Saw movie. Right. Like you know that's that's I think the main takeaway. Whereas I think Jigsaw, the 2017 one, that one was like, what does a Saw movie look like in a modern horror movie? This one is like, what does an old school Saw movie look like released today? Like, this one does not try to be like, you know how Jigsaw was like, the aspect ratio was a little thinner, they shot it a little bit better. This one throws all that out. And it's back to like grungy basements and like one room location and stuff. And that's why, and you, you have box office pulled up, but, you know, this movie, Saw X, is already at $43 million on a $15 million budget. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. all the Saw movies are crazy pro- profitable, crazy good. I think it's set to, is this mine or yours? No, I'm trying to remember what my top, what my oh, top three okay, was. Yeah. Oh, there you go. My top three was Saw uh, 1, 2, 3. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. In that order. Yeah, see, I, I slide it right in. I always just prefer 3 just because... I think three's like, that's the one with the couple where it's kind of non-linear where you're following the husband right. kind of from the back forward and then you kind of meet in the middle and that's the one where they they try to do the brain surgery on John Kramer right, in the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. So I always just like three just because I feel like it was like tighter, but two is my number four. Like yeah. it's it, I think easily Saw X fits right in with those three of okay. the movie. Whichever order you put them in, I think can be debated, but... Now, did you know it actually comes out? I think it comes out on digital like this week. Or I saw that. Week, yeah, which is kind of that. crazy to me. Yeah, but. I mean, but also it's like, <laughs> I get it. I mean, you see that with Barbie, and mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, not to give these place these studios benefit of the benefit of the doubt. Oh man, this guy saw that movie and made it his whole yeah, his whole life. <laughs> you know, not to not to you know, thank the studios or whatever, but. I, people had that same concern with Barbie. I did, too, mm-hmm. that they were like, why are you putting it on digital? And it's like, I think that they put it out. I think they put Barbie out, like, right at the right time, like, where the box right. office was dying out. Maybe it's the same thing with this. I mean, they're going to make $50, 55000000 million on Saw X in the theaters. Right. And then also, you don't want to put Saw X out on digital after Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want people to get that bump, you know, really get it out there. But I thought it was really, really good. Next up, rewatch Cheaper by the Dozen, because why not? Uh, very good movie. Okay. The Library. Yeah. So I have been getting a lot of uh, movies from the library. Okay. <laughs> I have been getting a lot of movies from the library in the six, or no, in like the four days that I've had since they sent me the new library card. So the first movie that I got, that I did not plan on getting to watch, was... Uh, the blu-ray for john wick chapter four. Oh, okay yeah uh and so i got that watched that man that movie looks good that movie like the sound everything i obviously haven't seen it since it came out but i just thought it was really really good again it, it, all the visual stuff it's just it's a crazy looking movie mm-hmm. watched on the living room tv turned all the lights off the colors just like when he when the whole osaka scene is just like Oh, I when he's standing yeah. in front of the red building and it's just like holds on him and like everything is so good. 
Uh, and Hiroyuki uh, Sonata as Koji in that movie, like, is so, so great. Donnie Yen, every everything is amazing. Bill Skarsgård, it's, it holds up like crazy. I think it's still, for me, it has only re-re-re-confirmed that it is the number one. For me. For me. Okay. Next up, as you can see right here, because CJ's got it pulled up, uh, I got Sympathy for the Devil. So these two, I just went up to the Kenmore Library, uh, which is the closest to my house. Uh, I don't know if I should have said that, but... Uh, is the closest to my house. Interestingly, like, they have a million DVDs, like I think all of them do. Kenmore only had, like, two shelves worth of Blu-rays. Now, I don't know if that's yeah. just because, like, they're out of a lot or Wait, what. only two shelves? Yeah, like, two shelves, I mean, like, a shelf yeah. and a shelf. Wow. Like, okay. that was it. Interesting. But then there was yeah. a little cart, like a put-back cart, I right. think. And John Wick and Sympathy for the Devil were right next to each other on that. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, everybody was saying that, like, this movie was, like, good and it's Joel Kinnaman and mm -hmm. who I love now and uh, Nick Cage. And I, so I got it. Uh, first of all, as you can tell by the poster, look-wise, it made a very good double feature with John Wick Chapter 4 because mm -hmm. it's very, like, red and blue neon-like. Yeah super like purple crazy colors and stuff but it's also just like a really good kind of like thriller like kind of a mystery kind of just like the movie you're just kind of dropped in and then it, it unfolds for you mm -hmm. kind of thing over almost kind of real time uh just a you know i give it three and a half stars i think it was i think it was really really good but I wish that it was like a if if it had like a little bit better dialogue in it, I feel like it could have been really good. Mm -hmm. But I still liked it. Then another movie that I got out was uh, Joyride, and uh, I had not seen that since it came out, which was not that long ago. Uh, but I I loved it when it first came out, and my roommate had not seen it, so we watched it last night, and she loved it so much that we watched it again today. Wow. And I was all, I'll tell you this, a little spoiler for a couple months from now, watching it last night, I already was like, oh yeah, this this is going to be, I was like, this. there's a chance this is going to be on my top 10. Oh wow, okay. And I was saying that when I watched it last night, mm -hmm. and then I re-watched it again today. Very, very good, but then I did bring the the poll list here. Oh my god. So I, get, I have uh, Joyride, which I did watch. Now, this is another one that I started to watch, which is Cocaine Bear. Okay, yeah. I got about 15 minutes into this. Not no, for me. not for you. No, I I think less said about that. Wow. For me, at least. Listen. You're in the minority Liz Banks too. is, uh, she's 0 for 3. For you. In, yeah. my, in my opinion. What's the, th what's the third? Charlie's Angels, that, and. Is there a third? I don't know. I said over three. Oh, so. shit. I thought there was. Maybe three. just over two. Maybe just over two. Oh, no. I think she directed one of the Pitch Perfects. Oh, that was okay. probably okay. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, but not not for me so far. Okay. I did see X. I did not see Pearl. I got both of these out. Yep. Um, and as you can see by the stickers there, another library that is closer to me, uh, that I will not say the name of, not that's closer to me, but very close to me, uh, I went there last night. They had like four hundred Blu-rays. I was like, like it, yeah. like compared to the my yeah, main we one. have like or the one that I go to is like uh, a double-sided, like bigger than that, probably wider than this. 
Yeah. Like, maybe, like, from the end of it to, like, this, the end of here. Yeah, and there's and probably like four of them. them. No, there's oh, probably four, four of them. them. Oh, and they're okay, double sided. Yeah. yeah, so I there's a lot of them. I might have to check that one out. Yeah. But easily, this one had, I mean. But way more DVDs. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's like that ratio is never going to change. But, like, I was so shocked the one that I had had so little. And then I went to this one and I was like, oh my God. Like, I could not, like, it was crazy. And then I also got First Reformed. Yep. Uh, very good. I want to rewatch that one. Uh, and then I got. He said, "I wanted to rewatch it. That's yeah. a rare one. You didn't hear, you hear people saying they want to rewatch First Reformed very often." And then uh, <clears throat> another one that I got, Star Wars Why? Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Why? I uh, took it upon myself. I think this vacation I'm going to watch all nine. Because you know I, they're on Disney Plus, right? I know that, but I have. I, this is the only one that I don't have on Blu-ray, okay. and I'm in kind of a Blu-ray mood. Yeah. So I. Wanna, I think it. Yeah, I think it does come down to like. This look great. On yeah, Blu-ray. I think it comes down to yeah. like. A, do I really want to stream it where it's going to be? Eh, maybe yeah. you know, or do I just want to? Like I'm yeah. like all I can think of is like with this movie is like getting to the point where like they're in the desert and the Tie Fighter's coming. Right. It's just that shot where she puts out the lightsaber. It's just. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, this movie. Say what you want for the story or whatever. This this is maybe the best looking Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. like period. Um, so yeah, that's what I have for now. I have no idea what the cap is uh, um, on how many you can get out. I but... don't know. I think the max I've done at a time is like five. Okay, yeah. Uh, I checked all six of these out last night, so yeah, we'll see. But I'm already ready to take back two of them, so it's like yeah. You know the renewal, right? It's like they were yeah, three, yeah, my, three yeah. Week, for three weeks, basically. I actually, yeah. la- so last night I went to my local one wanting to go in and get other ones because I also have reserved the Red Shoes and, or Red Shoes and Bo is Afraid. Um, oh, yeah, I had okay. those. I had those transferred to my local one uh, to pick up. So I went to pick them up last night. Every day of the week, my library closes at 9, except for Mondays right. where they close at 6, oh, which I did not know, and okay. I showed up at 6.30. So... Yeah. That's why I ended up going to the other library, but I did the Dropbox for Sympathy for the Devil and John Wick. So I dropped them off, then went to the other library to get these, and because they didn't know I dropped it off, obviously, they auto-renewed the other two, even Mm -hmm. though I had already dropped them off. So yeah, it's very interesting, but the sys... It's it's crazy. If you have a local library system, which I'm pretty sure you're you're supposed to, every single person, at least in this country, does, uh, they just like give you movies for it just free. occurred to me too like you're talking top 10 like this would be so much easier for like trying to catch up with those no because that's why that's exactly what i said watching when i turned on cocaine bear yeah i i was like this is gonna be so much easier yeah. to track down stuff because they get most new stuff oh yeah like, there's ton- like there's there's i think there's 35 blu-rays in our local system yeah. of uh bo is afraid 35 yeah. Like that's crazy. The only like the only issue I've had right now is just looking. There's some like foreign movies that yeah. I wanted to watch that they don't have. It seems like which yeah. is kind of not that surprising, but mm-hmm. um, that's like the only issue I've had. Uh, are you all set? Are I'm all set. Okay. Yeah, that was a lot, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so I also checked out uh, four things that uh, I only watched one of them so far. Uh, Danielle's actually out of town next week, so it's just mm-hmm. me and Nova. So right. Now, what I have to watch is uh, uh, Old Boy, which I wanted. I thought we were going to get it. I thought you were going to get it specifically here. Didn't get it, so that sucked. I was hoping to watch it for the first time in 4K. Or I guess it wouldn't be a 4K projection, but at least in the theater. So I got that. Uh, I didn't get a a chance to watch Parallax View, and I had to to return it. So then I took out Manchurian Candidate. 
because they're in that same kind of political type spectrum that I was thinking. So I got that. Oh, yeah. I got The Insider, which I had become very interested in because I watched that 60 Minutes uh, clip of the, the guy who blew the whistle on the cigarette companies mm-hmm. about the whole you know, tobacco companies. Mark Felt? Uh, no, Is not Mark Felt. Uh, I can't. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, Who's Mark Felt? I don't know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then I have to look at my watch list. The other one I grabbed is another animated movie. I think it was Perfect Blue. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no, I almost did though because a uh, a bunch, a couple of our friends went and saw it. Had a re-release. Last oh, it month. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I grabbed that one too. Yeah. Yes, Perfect Blue. I have watched one of them. I did watch uh, The Insider. Uh, oh yeah, how was it? Great movie. You know, a little long, maybe a little, maybe a little slow at some yeah. points. Another Michael Mann That's movie, the by the way, if you one, didn't know, right? Sixty Minutes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Al Pacino plays like the producer. Russell Crowe plays the whistleblower. Blower. He played, I forget his name, uh, Jeffrey Wygan. That's what it is. And then Christopher Plummer plays a Mike Wallace. Very good, by the way. Christopher, oh, he Christopher plays Mar- He plays uh, Mike, Mike Wallace. Yeah, he's very is good. Is it, in it. Uh, senior? <laughs> Or uh, you- no, senior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So very good. Uh, really enjoyed it. You know, there's some like kind of weird slow mo shots Gambin. in there somewhere. Michael Gambon. Yeah, he's in it for maybe five minutes, maybe. Yeah. But he's 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 and he he plays oh, a villain. Love a good Philip Baker Hall. Philip Baker Hall. The, he's the he old play. guy. He's in like uh, <laughs> eight, like. Yeah, whatever. I don't remember I, who we played. I but. can't name like he's just like a <laughs> he just passed away like oh, okay. I think in the past year, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I remember him. Yep, uh, he was really good in it. So everybody really good, you know. And you got this at the library. Right? Yes, nice. a little slow at some points. Yes, but I was captivated the entire time. Mm. And I think if you have maybe a little background knowledge, maybe it helps. I guess. Yeah. Not that they don't explain it to you or anything, but I'm sure like a ton of people because this is a big story. Because yeah. at first it it wasn't going to air. Yeah. They were going to cut it, and then they did air it, and you know. <clears throat> and what obviously. year does this take place? This takes place in 19... I want to say it was bef- a few years before it was made. So I want to say like 95. Okay. But yeah, really good. Another Michael Mann movie. Uh, so I watched that. Danielle and I watched. And, you know, I guess we'll just talk about it real quick. Uh, we watched the first Final Destination last night. Uh, Sean and I, for our Halloween episode, will be ranking the five Final Destination movies. Yes. With maybe a guest. We haven't decided that Potentially, yet. Potentially, yeah. I'll just say real quick... I don't know how I'm going to feel about these movies right off the bat. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, it was okay. I don't know. It was fine. It was, it was from fine. like a movie quality level or <laughs> from like a, I don't know. Or from like, a, um, what the movies are standpoint. Well, it's funny. Cause like, I didn't know, I don't know. I didn't know anything going yeah. into this, what they are. I, I just, I don't know. And from a movie quality standpoint, I don't think they're that good. Mm-hmm. And what for what they are, they're, I'd say they're fine. It's an interesting, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one definitely, <clears throat> I would say, does the least with the concept. So that's the thing though, but like, my thing with it was like, they would, so the concept is fine and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, I got, I get it, but they also have these kind of weird uh, subplots that aren't they're just kind of thrown out there yeah. and then they don't do anything yeah. with them 
I'm not gonna. I'll we we'll talk yeah. about it when we rank them, but this is very odd. So watch that, and then almost done with Heat Two. I got 40 pages left on this freaking book. Okay, and then once I'm done with Heat Two, we're moving on to uh, the last Thrawn book. Okay, so hopefully I can knock that one oh, out. Oh, there you go. Wait, That's the a, last. The one that ascendancy. No, like oh, the or last... the the one with Palpatine on the cover, whichever one. Oh, that okay, is. yeah. yeah. Thrawn, uh, treason. <laughs> yeah, treason. And then uh, the Oppenheimer book that I still have that I haven't read yet. American Prometheus. American Prometheus, yeah. I'll tell you what. Heat 2, again, quick review. I'm not done with it. I, I hope, and this is the next movie Michael Mann's making, apparently. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver, young, uh, young Robert De Niro in the movie. I hope, I pray to God, that they can make uh, Val Kilmer's character interesting. In in, in the in the, the book, movie? it's like he it. You spend so much time with him in the book, and to me, it's the least interesting part. Mm. Give me more Hannah. Give me more Al Pacino. That's what I'm here for. I'm ha- I am like, <clears throat> my brain feels like it's splitting right now yeah. because I just realized that my friend Dorian at work is also reading Heat Two. Yeah. And he, he also said the, said the exact yeah, same I, thing. Yeah, I Googled. Like, yeah. I was Googled. Because I, I know you said that last week, too. And I yeah. was like, am I, is my, am I having, like, a false yeah. memory? But I, I think was Googling to see if, like, people were, like, people complaining like, about this. Yeah, and, like, I saw, like, a few things where people, like, like, Chris is, like, I'm, like, the least interested in Chris the character. Yeah. It's like, I'm I'm least interested in his, his mm-hmm. story. You got to get on the Heat 2 subreddit. Because it's just even, like, you, you've seen the first, you've seen Heat, like, yeah. th- right? Mm-hmm. And, like. Okay, you know, like he has the he is the the wife and the son, yeah. and you know they kind of have <clears throat> their issues, and at the end, obviously, he has to leave them, mm-hmm. and then he goes on this whole side adventure, and you know they come back. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's not interesting, and it, he's in uh, Paraguay, I think it. It's it's a whole thing. It's oh, wow. where it's like just give me back to L.A. with Al Pacino, okay? <laughs> that's where I yeah. want to be. That's that's yeah, it. it's very interesting. <clears throat> Maybe he. Maybe it's like the only thing I can think is like maybe it's setting the groundwork for the movie is that it's like he felt because I know we talked about too that it's it's like basically it's like story by Michael Mann but then like there's a co-writer on the book, right, right? Yeah. yeah so maybe it was just like he was like man it'd be too daunting to try and make uh, De Niro and Pacino's characters the main characters again in this mm-hmm. so maybe he's like focusing more on Val Kilmer so it's kind of an easier role to cast you know what i mean yeah. that, like maybe he'll get the focus i mean they're not part. they're not not in it yeah like even like robert de niro his character's in it as well yeah uh but yeah so i'm almost <laughs> i'm almost done with that and i'll be interested to see how the movie turns out whenever it gets made uh if that actually does happen so i think that's it for all we've been watching obviously oh and i watched loki and you know welcome to rex and all that stuff mm-hmm. um haven't hopped on the gen v train yet yeah, uh, I know. I gotta get there. I gotta say, they had another absolute banger of an episode yeah. with episode five. I thought episode four was, I was like, wow, they really blew it out of the park. Episode five is even better. Oh, did you? So good. Well, I guess you probably you didn't watch it, but you did. Are you gonna check out that Disney hundred year? Oh, I was thing? actually meaning to ask you that. Did you watch that? No, I didn't. no, I didn't watch it. But you know, I love the movie Saving Mr. Banks. They got they got me when. Uh, Mickey goes up to the, the... I saw the clip. Mickey walks up to the picture of Walt mm-hmm. and the little musical sting from Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins and Mister Saving Mr. Banks comes in and he goes, 
thank you. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I'll look after them all for oh you. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, man, that yeah. terrible man is dead. <laughs> that terrible but I, man <laughs> is dead. Like, uh, no, but I, it that that did work. It did hit me where I was just like, "Oh man, that's like sad." Is but it like a? Is it? Uh, sorry, it's real like quick. Twenty-five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know how long it was. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some box office here. Yeah. And we're you know we got the biggest thing with Taylor Swift the Eras Tour coming out Absolutely. this past weekend, uh, which is only again I didn't. You know, maybe I did know this and I just forgot, but Taylor Swift only a weekend. Thing. No, I don't think you. I mean, <coughs> first of all, we, for those who don't know, I am in the distribution uh, business. Mm-hmm. I would say no, but I'm I I'm a manager in a movie theater, and we are getting the information like very, like it's not handled very well. Right, like they because this is not done with a big studio distribution. This is like her company and AMC theaters are distributing it, and right. like that's it. So like. Well, yeah, no shit. It's because the competitors distributing. Yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, like we didn't even know that, and then it was supposed to only be Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and then literally Wednesday night of this past week, they emailed us and said, "Oh, guess what? You're doing Thursday shows." So it was like with one day notice, we right. had to add an entire night of shows on Thursday, which nobody showed up to because you can't add a, a day last minute. When everyone's pre-bought for the weekend, mm-hmm. like, nobody's going to come on that Thursday, and nobody did. Then, uh, you know, 3,000 people came the, the following uh, two days, which was really, mm-hmm. really great. Uh, and the price of this vacation was that I had to work uh, every day of Taylor Swift. But, you know, it was fine. Uh, I will say, Sunday night, before I was closing, it was the night before my vacation, and I was standing there waiting to turn off the last projector... I caught the last, like, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. That woman is, like, insane. <laughs> like, I don't know how she does what she does. Mm-hmm. Like, she does that show, what, like, four times a week? Uh, yeah, I'm and then sure. And then, like, every week? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's four crazy. times would probably make sense because you figure she's probably at some big cities, like, two Like, and two does, nights. like, two or three shows and yeah, then yeah, moves yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. like... It's just insane, and then I know, I think this concert, I know it was filmed in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, but I think it was, like, this concert was, like, stitched together from, like, just two performances, mm-hmm. and it's, like, that's crazy that she is that good consistently that, like, it's literally just, she just, like, nailed it in, like, a day, basically, mm-hmm. but, yeah, just, like, her, like, stage presence, and, like, there was people, like, da- dancing in the theaters and stuff, and, like, there was so much of that this weekend, like, and honestly, I gotta say, it was annoying, but, like, they were pretty well-behaved. Like, we didn't have any issues of, like, people getting, like, crazy out of control. Right. The only thing that happened was, like, when we sold out of all the buckets and stuff, people were like, oh, well, you've handled this horribly. You're, did you know you're only supposed to be selling this to Taylor Swift people? I think you've been selling it to <laughs> Is people. Is that true? Yeah. yeah oh, that's really to, true? Yeah, you have to have a ticket for oh, that I did location. not know that. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, I don't think you got. I think you guys have just been selling them to anyone. And it's like, no, we just had, you know, 2,100 people come in and buy the combo. Right. Yeah, not, I mean, not really. But it's like, also, they only send these theaters, like, 300 comics. Oh, yeah. It's not like they send the theaters. Like, we got this big, long response on, like, our survey online that was just like going like 
I don't think you guys did this right because there's no you sold out on the first day. How does that make sense? And it's like maybe because we did you know two thousand people yeah. all for Taylor Swift. Like you don't think they have twenty dollars to buy a freaking popcorn bucket and a cup? Like right. But anyways, yeah. So uh, <laughs> top five for the past weekend, we got Taylor Swift uh, coming in at ninety two mil for total gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Exorcist Believer forty four million total. Uh, Paw Patrol, uh, for forty nine million total. <clears throat> uh, Saw X forty one million, and then the Creator at thirty two million. Oof. So what kind of? St- I mean, other than I guess other than Taylor Swift, uh, what kind of stands out to you? Anything? Honestly, to me, <clears throat> I think the the two biggest things. I know we already talked a little bit about Saw. You know, forty one. It's probably going to end like like we talked about earlier to fifty fifty five million probably when it wraps up clear profit for Lionsgate. I mean, it's it's before John Wick, this was like Lionsgate's only big franchise mm-hmm. or its main big franchise. And yeah, then you see even the international numbers, it's at 67 million. Mm-hmm. So it's like this this movie's making a good amount of money for them. And that and that's good. But to me what really stands out there is uh well a couple things do stand out, but a big one is Paw Patrol actually. If you go back to uh Paw Patrol for a second. Yeah. If you can open it in a new tab, I want to see because it's only forty nine million domestically. Okay, oh, see wow. that that makes more sense. Yeah. So, like I was just saying, what stood out to me was that Paw Patrol was only at forty nine million dollars uh, domestically. And again, we're this is full gross. This isn't just the numbers for this weekend. I thought that was extremely low, but then TJ just opened up to the worldwide, and it's picked up. St- 76 million internationally so it's doing all right but still 126 million dollars mm-hmm. for a paw patrol mo- can you scroll down and see i think there'll be a a link to the first movie if you can see that uh, Go for a versus paw patrol the movie how much did that make yeah so see paw patrol here scroll down paw patrol the movie Oh, you know, all right, okay. You know what? I guess it wasn't that big of a hit. I just feel like Paw Patrol, like <laughs> they're pretty much on par. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I just mean, I, I feel like Paw Patrol's like huge, isn't it? Or not so much. I mean, it's pretty big, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I feel like if you came out with like a Bluey movie now, though, a Bluey movie, like, yeah, that would yeah. be crazy. But yeah, I would say probably Paw Patrol, and then you know, Exorcist is having a a pretty good hold, even mm. though you know it's at like fifty million dollars, so. I know people said it's... And then 86 worldwide. It's not not the greatest, correct? Yeah, people have said this one's a real, real stinker. And again, comparing it to Saw, you know, they're both almost at, you know, Saw's at 70, Mm -hmm. about 70 million. Exorcist is at 86 million. Difference, Saw costs less than $20 million. Exorcist costs like $50 million. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge difference right there. And then I think obviously the last thing you got to talk about in the top five is the creator. As as low as the budget was, eighty six million dollars is way too much for a movie like this. I mean, you're seeing it's at eighty million dollars right now. So no marketing cost. And again, granted, not that the marketing was huge on this movie, mm-hmm. but they did do a decent amount of marketing. They had those people at the sports games with like the heads and stuff. Yep. that's got to cost money. You know what I mean? That that's got to cost something. So I don't know. This movie, it, it, you would have to be in the ballpark of making like a hundred and fifty, a hundred and sixty million dollars to to truly call it a financial success. I do not think that's even. It really sucks possible. too, because you know 
they're going to look at this and be like, well, well we're never going to make a movie like that again. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't make any money. Yeah. And, you know, it's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's definitely, uh, I think we both liked the world that Gareth Evans, right? I always get them mixed up with Gareth Edwards. Right? Yeah, Evans? Gareth Ed- Gareth Evans. Evans and Gareth Edwards are yeah. <laughs> uh, that he created. Evans um, is the raid. Edwards is Rogue One. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, but just you know some of the, I don't know, just some of the story beats and stuff didn't quite work. I think for a lot of people. Um, and again, but, we talked about in in our review. I think you take 25, 30 minutes yeah. out of there, shave it off. You know, shorter movie, more shows per day. Mm. I don't know, but it's just like. It was almost there, but yeah. I, I mean, at a certain point, you have to go. Are we listening to what the audience is telling us? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I think that's very important. Woof. Uh, yeah. Honestly, then, if you want to expand to the top ten real quick, yeah. Dumb money, easily one of the one of the most like ruinous financial disasters. No pun intended for the financial yeah. di- disaster movie. But I mean, fourteen million dollars. Woof. That is, that is I mean, bad. nobody asked for this. Nobody, nobody asked. asked for this game. St- I, and I've heard people actually say they do like it. Like, it's like, it's like a big short light, basically. Yeah. But nobody asked for the GameStop movie from three years ago about them betting all this money and shorting the GameStop stock. And also, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's that thing of, like, when I, I, I said to one of my friends at work, I compared it to, do you remember there was that news story that said uh, Nick Cage doing Joe Exotic show yeah. at uh, Peacock or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. And then Nick Cage oh. came out and said, uh, actually, we're not doing that anymore. The yeah. moment's kind of passed. Yeah. You think? <laughs> I think the moment I – just, I just think people didn't care enough about this. Right. I mean, you're pulling it up, $30 million. This is a movie that, to me at least, from everything that I've seen, this is a movie to me that was marketed a lot. I saw mm-hmm. that trailer everywhere. And then it had a festival rollout and then a slow rollout to a wide release on a $30 million budget. I mean, it's got to make like $60, $65 million. The amount of celebrity cast that's in this movie, you know, what are their deals? Mm -hmm. And to only be at $14 million, I mean, that is just like... And make no mistake, it hit its widest release peak two weeks ago. It's been losing theaters. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it is rough looking for... uh, uh, whatever it says on there from hit director uh, Craig uh, Gillespie, but yeah, I mean I, I think dumb dumb money. I think last yikes. one I just want to see real quick where we're at with Barbie. Uh, I'm just kind of interested. Quick little check in. Uh, One point four billion dollars. <whistles> Love it. Love to see it. And then that'll probably go up with the release of the Blu-ray 4K. Oh yeah, like a like <coughs> however I don't know how long because I know the numbers has that on there mm-hmm. i don't know how long it takes for them to get that information on there but yeah once it once it does that and it does yeah. the full combined thing it's gonna be i mean this is gonna be a smash hit on v- vod mm-hmm. um physical release you know i think pe- people are gonna want to own this one see what uh oppie's at real quick man so close so man. close <clears throat> a couple of re-releases it'll get there yeah but yeah yeah sorry oppenheimer's at 941 million so i mean crazy that those two movies together have are like 2.6 billion dollars so barbenheimer together mm-hmm. uh is almost enough to beat endgame <laughs> almost and by almost i mean only 350 million dollars short so 
All right, so do we want to do Loki or do we want to talk about this Marvel TV show? Uh, well, we can reshuffle. Talk, we can talk a little bit about. Um, is this is this a real tweet? I saw that. Yeah, the other. Is day. that like sarcasm? <laughs> there you go, Kamala for uh, Wakanda. Let's talk a little bit about this Marvel stuff, and and I, I got a little bit of. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this while we were live. Okay. Uh, this news finally broke. Twitter will begin charging new users $1 a year to access features. Get ready, but what are these features, you might ask? Browsing, tweeting, retweeting, and replying. That's not a feature. Those are... <laughs> that's not a feature. That's not a feature. That's, that's the, the app. Yeah, that's exactly. The, yeah, no. yeah. And uh, it's like... New it, users. Interesting. At this point, you're just... I mean, obviously, he's just being an asshole troll with this whole thing. Yeah. But at this point, you're really just being an asshole when you're like, we're going to charge you a dollar a year. A dollar Like, what are you year. talking about? Like... And that's, all, that's for only for box. new users? users yeah, said? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Uh, TJ's going to see say? it soon. I genuinely... Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way. What? No passes. No passes? No pa- Not even employee passes. What the hell? Yeah, not even employee what passes. What the hell, Taylor? Yeah. Oh, buddy. They are stingy. That's definitely an AMC thing. Yeah, they are stingy. Like, it's crazy. What is it, 20 bucks a pop, too? Nineteen eighty nine for the tickets, nineteen eighty nine for the combo, and then yeah, it's bad enough the ticket the tickets on Ticketmaster is like four hundred dollars. Now you're gouging yeah, me I for know, yeah. twenty dollars tickets on the on the to see it, and then twenty dollars on the plus. It's not even including. That's a great picture. That's not even including. Uh, did you guys you guys do those those bands too, or is we that did, only yeah. names? Okay, we did. <clears throat> Which like I can't even like I can't even like process mm-hmm. where we used to work like ha- like being allowed to have the don- the down like did the employees make them do you know I have no idea okay because like at our place we have the downtime where like our we had our employees make them mm-hmm. but like I can't imagine where we used to work and more specifically the man who runs where we used to work <laughs> allowing employees to like sit there and make yeah bracelet so i'm interested in that but i i did see a couple and they were cool but i i have a couple i have one that says regal unlimited yeah. and i have one that i somebody made a nice black one that says uh midnights that's the newest album mm-hmm. right so that was pretty cool i have those two but uh so real quick reading this off uh thr uh from boris kit uh daredevil hits reset button as marvel overhauls its tv business and the quick uh that's a great little... piece of art that's a really cool piece of art. Below that says, uh, launched during the pandemic with a playbook to shoot 150 million plus seasons with no pilots. <laughs> the Disney unit is undergoing growing pains and seeing the, the logic of traditional TV culture. And then real quick, the first kind of paragraph says, uh, it did take long to see the problem after Marvel Studios' Daredevil Born Again pause production in mid-June during the writer's strike. Fewer than half the, uh, fewer than half the series' 18 episodes had been shot. But it was enough for Marvel executives, including Chief Kevin Feige, to review the footage and come away with a clear-eyed assessment. The show wasn't working. Uh, Man. So when you first heard about this, what was your reaction to this? I mean, I texted you. I just I just went, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, <clears throat> I think big picture-wise, I totally get that a change needs to happen. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you need to ask yourself... 
are you doing this or are you not doing like like are you in tv for the long haul or are you not in tv for the long haul because it's like all these shows have just felt and they felt while watching it like just running without looking you know what i mean or leaping without looking you know just uh running faster than the ground can keep up type of stuff like Mm -hmm. and that's what it feels like when you watch these i would say you know like we talked about last week it was last week right that we pulled up the disney the marvel disney plus shows i think Mm -hmm. yeah like what's the one show that has had the highest numbers that has had the most fan uh appreciation and more importantly, is the only one out of the twelve of them that has gotten a season two, mm-hmm. Loki. Loki, and that's that's the one that feels the most like a TV show. You know what I mean? That's the one that feels the most like an episodic every week. What are Loki and Mobius gonna get up to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you see right there, Loki n- easily number one with five point two billion, and that's just with the first season. So the first season of Loki did five point two billion. Can't even imagine what the next six are gonna do. So it could easily double WandaVision's numbers. Real quick, yeah. I just wanted to continue on. Yeah. Uh, There's another uh, paragraph in here. Uh, with Daredevil's new direction, Marvel hopes to right the ship on a project with sky-high expectations. show is Marvel's first to feature a hero who already had a successful series on Netflix, running three seasons. But sources say that Corman and Ord uh, crafted a legal procedural that did not resemble the Netflix version, known for its action and violence, Cox didn't even show up in costume until the fourth episode. Marvel, after greenlighting the concept, found itself needing to rethink the original intention of the show. And then it, uh, And you heard there, about the Foggy and Karen stuff, too? I did not. What was that? So, obviously, it was a big story when it started filming that they weren't going to be Oh, right, right, that they weren't, yeah. Um, and then one of the best things about it, about whatever the version of the show is, which I would assume is going to carry over, is that John Bernthal... Uh, has, was apparently going to be in it, so that's great. But Foggy Nelson and Karen Page were nowhere to be seen, and apparently the idea was that, uh, which I don't know how this makes sense with She-Hulk, mm-hmm. and again, I think it's just kind of a going before you stop and think about what you've done. The apparently Whatever it was, apparently, episode one, Matt had not been Daredevil for a year. Oh, wow, uh, okay. From, after failing to save Foggy... Mm-hmm. from some sort of an attack so foggy was going to be dead oh and then somebody said or re you know just posted a tweet about that story and said after failing to save foggy and karen page and then the original scooper who did the story originally not this story but just the one specifically about foggy retweeted that tweet and said no at no point did i ever say that karen page was a part of this and that's intentional she was never even mentioned in any of mm-hmm. the drafts and any of the treatments. Karen Page was never even mentioned as a character, which is like crazy to me, considering, you know, she's the third most important person, arguably maybe even the second most important person of the Netflix show. But yeah, so apparently that was just another thing was that the, his two main, you know, co-leads were either not even addressed in this show or killed off screen. Right. And, and, and in a way that doesn't even match up with what he was doing in She-Hulk. He's so happy and light and carefree. And again, I get that that matches the tone of She-Hulk. But, like, you can have him be more dour. I'm not saying he has to be light and cheery. But, like, mm-hmm. if you're saying now in this show that he hasn't been Daredevil for a year, well, how does that even make sense with She-Hulk? You know, it's also, too, just reading this, like, it makes me... 
realize that all those people when they said that when they announced this Mm -hmm. everybody's like oh but it's not gonna be like the netflix series and you know for me i'm sure you and a bunch of other people were like no like i'm sure like they wouldn't fuck they wouldn't change it and then this article is like no they were changing it it's like what why why would you do that like why would you mess with something that you know works so well obviously you know when did daredevil originally come out how many years ago was that uh, 2013. 2013. Yeah. Uh, so obviously it was it was ten years ago that it originally came out. That blows my mind. But to you, but to kind of take what worked and then kind of reinvent it and not have him in the suit until the fourth episode yeah. and that stuff and have, make it a procedural. That just get, or that's I don't know. That makes like no sense. You know what I didn't even think about until you just said it like yeah. that. You said they weren't even going to have him in the suit until the fourth episode. And I went, I went, yeah, but isn't that, I was like, that's kind of how like movie stories go. And then I went, and then I, cause it would be like, you know, not, maybe he doesn't put on the suit until the beginning of the second act or the end of the first act. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered it's not a movie. Yeah, it's, a <laughs> it's an 18 episode television show. Yeah. So it's like, you can't structure it. Like, like imagine if, imagine how well the boys would have done mm-hmm. if you didn't see your first superhero until episode four. Yeah. There's 45 superheroes in the first 10 minutes of the boy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not really, but like you got to give people the and we've said this on the show before with our reviews. I've been saying it about Gen V. To me, I just think that Eric Kripke from all of his years on Supernatural and every other show that he's worked on, I think he really brings that quintessential TV element. Tell the the kind of storytelling and again, I know I've been listening to this Enterprise Incident Star Trek show, just kind of appreciating Star Trek, but also just like kind of what goes into a TV Mm -hmm. show, you know what I mean? And and how it's so different than movies is like the boys has that beginning, middle and end in every episode. In every episode, the boys has a satisfying beginning, middle and end. Invincible, I'm rewatching that right now. Same way. It's it's got that like every episode is a satisfying little morsel. You don't have to wait until episode three for something interesting to happen. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I think when you're treating this as an 18-episode, you know, nine-hour movie, and you go, well, yeah, he doesn't have to get the suit until the second hour because right. we got all this time left. And it's like, no, you got to make every episode great. Same with, like, most TV shows that are great. They all nail right. that, and the and Marvel I, shows Just, don't. like, looking at this, too, like, you know, it talks about... And the no uh, them, pilot thing. Yeah, well, them looking at it and be like, well, that's not really working. How many of the shows that have come out already could you apply that to? Where they were like, they saw it and were like, eh, it's just, you know, and they obviously don't have something that's stopping them from putting it out, obviously. Yeah. But like, you know, do you look at, did they look at Secret Invasion and go, nah, no, not really what we're looking for, but I guess we're just going to well, stick with it. the worst part about or... Secret Invasion is that they did do that. Yeah. And they or... reshot it, and it was still, still... bad. Yeah, yeah if not right. worse. That's, to me, the biggest thing here is the, we're going to shoot the whole thing. Yeah, that's wild. We're going to shoot no pilot, and then we're going to shoot the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then go, all right, guys, what did, what did we shoot? What are you talking about? You're going to spend $200 million I do and wonder, then go, what did we shoot? And again, that kind of comes down back to like... And I don't know if you want to touch on this too. This is a Netflix thing that mm-hmm. I I think is really stupid that they're doing, um, but whatever. And you know everybody's talking about now how streaming isn't as lucrative as maybe they thought it was going to be. But I don't know no where way. they thought that the money was going to come from. 
You're having, getting subscriptions. I think they just thought it was going to show up. But day. that's it. Yeah. So, like, and, you know, people are paying only once a month. There's only so many people in the world to subscribe to your product. And it's not like we're paying any more for anything new. You know, obviously they did, like, Disney Plus did the Black Widow thing with mm. the, what was it, 30 bucks, I think it was? Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure some people do that, but and they're the, not doing it now. And showing, you know, great profit, but the problem was, who wasn't showing great profit for Scarlett Johansson? tell you that right, much. Yeah. Uh, she got that money. That's fair, yeah. But, but, you know, that was, and it was that one, it was Mulan, and there was a third that did Premiere Access that I, I forget, but the two big ones were mm-hmm. Mulan and Black Widow, and they made, like, a really decent amount of money off of that. The problem was, like you said, though, nobody's going to do that now because, you know, it's not COVID. It's like everybody's right, yeah. back to work, and it's... You know, people are just on such, and this is just the whole world right now is falling apart. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to bring you a little bit of levity on Tuesday nights here. But, you know, out there, the world can be a scary place right now. And I just think that a lot of people don't have the time, money, or energy for all of this entertainment that was previously what? Did you see this? No, I didn't see this. Well, finish your thought, and then we'll. We'll, talk well that about was this. the end of my thought. It's oh, just, okay. it's just, there's so much going on. It's not just about, okay, we all kind of took this year off. Not everybody, obviously. Thank you to mm-hmm. you know everybody that worked through it and everything. But a lot of people were out of commission or out of work in one way or another, and now everybody's back. Everybody's playing catch up. On top of that, the politics and the things going on in the world right now are like, you know. A modern high, mm-hmm. I will say. You know, obviously it's been higher in the past, but like it is at a modern 2023 high right now with just the amount of like, oh my God, not wanting to deal with it all. And you would go, well, isn't that the time that people want to escape? Don't they want escapism? Yeah, they do. And guess what people are doing out there with families? Because I know because my sister has, you know, I almost said my sister has nephews. My sister has <laughs> little kids and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, they're, they're, buying a movie that they want and they're adding it to their digital library or they're watching the ad free supported stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. or they're watching Disney Plus you know they're not kids are not watching it's like if you like Bluey then all you need is Disney Plus right you know what i mean it's it's not the amount of abundance of time to to well let's check out what Paramount has let's check out what this one has yeah they're all just going to start peeling My God, away these ads are killing me yeah that's that's Holy pretty crazy. crap Go away. <laughs> that's a lot of ads. Uh, but yeah, I get, that's just my I'm overall back. point. Is I'm just, going back to the last page. That <laughs> that's just my overall point. It's just, it's, you know, it's a lot to ask people mm-hmm. to spend this money at theaters to begin with. And it's even more to say, oh, and also, you know, oh, we got rid of cable, which was $80 a month, but now your internet bill is 110 mm-hmm. and all your streaming services added together are 150 Where's my two hundred and sixty dollars for your right. monthly entertainment package? And you go two hundred and sixty dollars. I was paying eighty dollars for cable. What happened? Yeah. And like everyone is having that realization and that like crunch that everyone's feeling. I I just think things are going to change because things have to change. Speaking of, what the hell is this? So <laughs> I did. Not I saw see this, this a few days ago, and uh, I'm reading this off NPR from uh, Chloe Veltman. Uh, it says Netflix plans to open brick and mortar locations. 
Uh, so it says, uh, according to Bloomberg report, uh, quoting Josh Simon, the company's vice president of consumer products, Netflix aims to open a network of stores offering retail, dining, and live entertainment that leverage its TV shows and movies. Uh, Netflix has not announced what it will be selling at the locations. It's unclear if David oh or David's DVDs uh, or any type of physical media will be part of the inventory. The streamer plans to open the first two of these Netflix house locations in unannounced cities in the U.S. in 2025. It hopes to expand the concept to major cities around there, the world thereafter. This, uh, this ain't it, Ted. I think this is stupid, and I actually did think – I thought it was going to be a pop-up of some sort, but they're saying like That's they're going to open up like stores, which I just think is – listen. If they were smart, they would put the infrastructure in as a pop-up to begin with like like call it a, a launch whatever you want yeah but don't start don't start building buildings for this because this is gonna collapse in on itself i mean it's like and again where where is uh okay so earlier this year streamer opened a pop-up restaurant in los angeles featuring menu items created by chefs associated with netflix cooking what are we taught what do they think that like people want? Oh my god, we gotta go to the new Netflix restaurant and get Giada's dumplings, and they're gonna be playing Stranger Things season four, episode three. What are, like? What are you talking about? You know, I it makes absolutely no sense. To I me. don't know. I I I feel like Netflix operates as though they are a Disney in some way, where they have that sort of IP that people love, and you know. But that's just not how it is. Disney's they're, been they're around for a hundred years. You're not that guy. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally. Disney's been around for a hundred years. They have that cachet with people. Hundred years today. What? Hundred years today. Hundred years today. Yeah. And people are always going to be looking for Disney. Now that's not to say Netflix can. Uh, Netflix can't become that at some point. It, but it goes they back are, to the running before flying before you can. Yeah, walk. but they're. A, I feel like they're a very long way from getting to that. I don't think they have nearly the, you know, what they. The, you know, they have Stranger Things, okay, yeah. and I guess you know you could say they have Squid Game, even though it's been one season. We'll see how a second season does. But other than that, it's like what? I don't know. Like, what are we really? You know, I'll tell you how you can save money. You cannot give Ryan Jensen, Johnson. I get this is probably another way of they're just they're just looking for ways to create revenue. I understand because mm-hmm. it's everybody always says like Netflix just operates on a deficit like constantly, which makes sense because they're always they're always licensing content. Mm-hmm. You know they have their own, but obviously they have a huge uh, licensed library. Uh, so I get that they're looking for something to like generate uh, revenue, but like. I don't know. It's like you said. It's like what, people aren't looking for this kind of stuff. They're kind of not like, oh, let's go to the like you said, yeah. the Netflix cooking show, like restaurant. I don't like. I don't think people care. Like <clears throat> now, if you tell me, if you said like we're gonna have Paul Hollywood there, I'm there. Um, but yeah, okay. no. But no, I just mean like he's the only person, and it's not even a Netflix show. Yeah. It's a syndicated show from the UK. NP- NPR TV critic Eric Deggins Boom, is right less there. convinced about Netflix forays into the real world. Yes. He says, it sounds like Netflix is trying to do what Disney does, Deggins says, but Disney has been doing what Disney does for a very long time, and the amount of money Netflix would yes. have to spend to actually compete with them doesn't make any sense to me. He said, I think it's some kind of weird experiment that they probably will not do for very long. This guy, Agreed. Eric, what is it? Very Eric much, Degen? Yeah, very much agree. Boom. I, yeah, <laughs> I think that I think he put it perfectly. I think, like you said, it's like when you all right, Disney. 
What what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Mickey Mouse. Okay. Disney World. Yeah, like Disneyland. families. Yeah, family. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Netflix. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Streaming. <laughs> and what? Uh, or like about it? Stranger Things. Yeah, like something like like you're naming <laughs> the overall business or one show mm. or what I was going for is like you know it kind of has that reputation of like a Netflix and chill. It's a yeah. more adult platform. It's not you're not gonna open up. And also, there's just something about, and like you said, it's a hundred years of Disney. You know, I was just about to say, it's just something about the name Disney that just yeah. makes you feel whatever. Yeah, because it's been a hundred years. Because it's been a hundred <laughs> years of an institution of making you feel that way. Netflix was, you know, it was the DVD website for yeah. 15 years. Like, I, I don't know. I th- Like like he said, like like the great Eric Degen said, uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be doing it very long. No. They're, they're just... It's really they're just throwing everything at the wall and just seeing. And again, this comes back to the whole like, you know, everybody got in the streaming. I feel like twenty was it around twenty twenty that everybody was like, oh, we gotta have a streamer, we gotta have a streamer. It was like twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. It was really, I think, the biggest boom was like, in the same month, CBS All Access turned into Paramount Plus. Right. Peacock launched and Quibi launched. Oh right. Like all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And people were like, "Oh man, this is going to be a new, you know, this is be new a age. new, new for-profit uh, business and yeah. everything." And it's just, I don't know. It's like they're like, "Okay, here's the subscribers." And again, they look at Netflix, but it, again, you look at Netflix, it's like, yeah, but like, again, they're always they're licensing all this content. They're always operating at a deficit. It's mm-hmm. like, where's the where's the profit in that? Yeah. <laughs> and Netflix again, like we've said before, Netflix doesn't have the. The you know obviously Disney is Disney Plus, but Disney also has Disney World, Disneyland, uh, these studios that make a lot of money, all this stuff you know that is profitable. Meanwhile, you know Netflix is doing the streaming, and again they don't have the content. No. Like okay, Stranger Things is nice, don't get me wrong, but it also takes three years for a new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and have also by the way, it's about to end. Right, <laughs> Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. You know that's nice, but then they spent all this money on these movies that suck. Like uh, I know, like it's... the Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans movie. Like Netflix. Oh, what, what the fuck is that movie even called? Uh, you said Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, the yeah, Gray Man, the Gray Man, yeah. yeah. For a second, I thought you said Ryan Reynolds and Chris no. Evans, and then I went, "Did they do a movie together?" <laughs> but no, I was thinking I was combining Ghosted and Gray Man and Six Underground. I was combining everything yeah. into my brain at once. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, I think these, like you said, it's it's these licensing deals that are lucrative for them because they just posted today across the Spider Verse is going on Netflix October thirty first. Guess what? When Darren, when Dan Merle does streaming charts with Dan at the end of November, mm-hmm. guess what the number one Netflix movie is going to be? Spider Man. Spider Verse. Yeah, Spider-verse, the movie yeah. that they didn't make. You know how much? I mean? Yeah, like, how much does that cost? Exactly, and oh it's my like, God. well, the good thing with the Sony thing is they have that ongoing deal where they get like the first look of it. With you know that that's why it's like right now it's like they do however long on PVOD, then it, it's a year on Netflix, and then it goes to Disney Plus, but. But, like, that's the thing is, I again, I think Sony is going to come out of all of this, obviously the most unscathed, because it doesn't have a streaming service. You know what I mean? It had one. It had Crackle. And then Crackle went out of business. 
seven years ago. And it's yeah. like they went, okay, we're not going to do that again. Yeah. And they're the only ones that had their head on straight, I think. That we, and as annoying I mean? as it is, too, because I'm sure there's so many Sony things. You're like, oh, I wish I could watch that on, like, a streaming service. It's probably just better in the long run. Not, obviously, yeah. for us, but. <clears throat> but also, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's I'm kind of like. I've changed and manipulated time, but mm-hmm. that's, that's me. <laughs> no. But I feel like with this library card thing, I'm mm-hmm. like, I was just going to be like, and I don't even care because I'll just watch it when it comes to the library. I'll just get yeah. Spider-Verse when it comes to the that's library. That's one thing I was thinking of was like, should I just like cancel like some services? Dude, honestly. Like what's the like, point, yeah. you know? <laughs> I've got so much to watch. It's literally like infinite. It's crazy. I look, any modern, mo- I don't mean modern, any like brand new movie that I look up, it says like eight copies. Yeah, twelve. Copies. Sounds like we like we're talking like we just discovered fire or something, but I don't. Know. I feel like I, we rediscovered. Yeah. <laughs> we rediscovered fire. Um, all right, and then I think that will be enough Loki. of that. Let's talk some Loki to end out here. Oh, um, you know what? If we're gonna end out with Loki, yeah. Let's real quick. This Friday, Spider Man Two, coming out. Oh yeah. Thoughts. Right. I'm excited. I, the reviews seem very good. Actually, better than very good. I like, actually have amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to you know seeing the story progress. It's been a while. Spider-Man 20, came out in 2018. Uh, yeah, like all tens, nine tens, and a half. Yeah, and then some eights in there. So a Metacritic rating of 91. That's yeah. very very good. So yeah, obviously the first one came out in 2018. So long ago, Miles Morales came out in 2020, I believe it was. And those That's are both crazy. awesome games too. And again, and just, remastered was and remastered. 2020, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then, but yeah, it's Insomniac's basically been knocking it out of the park. No surprise there. And uh, they threw in uh, Rift Apart. And right they in the threw in there, Rift Ratchet Apart. Thing. And then, yeah. you know, they have, they announced Wolverine, obviously. So yeah, really excited for this game. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad yeah. it didn't like get delayed again or anything. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what to expect, honestly. I'm just excited to see the whole Venom story. Like I said, replaying both of them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I fully replayed Miles, but I've, I've been kind of just playing at Spider-Man, Peter Spider-Man. But just, man, I'm like, this guy, Norman Osborn, I'm like, he's up to no good in that first yeah. game. Every time I see him, he's just, I'm just like, man. Obviously, they kind of, like, modeled him off of, like, a Trump type, like, in that game. Yeah. But, like, the, just the fact that he's going to be back in this one and, like, a threat... Right. Are they are we gonna get Doc Ock? Just recently in the in the very last trailer they revealed Sandman. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw yeah. him. He was in it. My yeah. my one is such a little quibble. Uh oh, here we go. That I'm gonna have with it. A little quibby. And I just haven't gotten over it. Is I just can't get over the likeness change. Oh man, come I on. I can't. I can't do it. I just I don't know. It just and I was only it's looking been 10 at ten years because it, it's it's based off Yuri Lowenthal, right? Like the voice actor, or the original one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's no, no, been... no. The no, the original one is not based off. Oh, Yuri I thought Lowenthal. it was. No, no, it's based on. I'm pretty sure this is it. I'm so sorry okay. to this man. I think it's like David Buttkick is his name okay. or something. Yeah, but. Well, yeah, but him. Anyway, I the new one is more like a mix of the three and a little bit of your lone thought. Yeah, I the original I was I was all the way in with, and I know it was only it wasn't that long, but I just yeah. feel like I had gone on that journey with that the character looking like that. No, and, and I, I think that I'm, yeah. I'm stuck there. And I'm like, I've never had a problem with the change. Ever. Yeah, but 
and I do kind of get annoyed at the people on the internet that go like, "This is ridiculous. We yeah. need to, you know, whatever." I would, I would just look up original <laughs> spy. I do, it's something like that. I, I'm gonna, I know it's gonna be terrible, but yeah, no, I obviously I went on the emotional journey with the original Face Two, but I don't know. It's just never bothered me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just never ever bothered me. The new face. I don't know. Uh, let's see if I can find that. Didn't really pop up when I Googled that, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Look well, up uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man PS4 original actor. Or original, yeah, original face. Yeah, well, I know what it looks like. Who was the original face model? Uh, oh, John, John Bubnack. Okay. John Bubnick. Yeah, I was kind of close. Go back to John. Sorry. See, I, I'm totally <laughs> fine with the new one. And and honestly, now I feel like, you know, history is written by the victors. Mm-hmm. And this guy's gone. You know, he's crushed. He's out of there. Yeah. But honestly, seriously, though, like when you go back, I mean, it's the new face. It's going to be the new face in every version of the original one going forward. Right. In Miles Morales, it's the new face. In this one, it's the new face. You know what I mean? It's like... At a certain point, but I but I totally get. That's the one valid reason to me is like that game is so emotional. Mm-hmm. I rewatch. I didn't get to this part of the game, but I sat down and I rewatched like the thirty five minute, the last thirty five minutes of like the game movie. So like going from when like the Doc Ock, like you knew, mm-hmm. all the way up to like I want to see my nephew, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, this game <laughs> is crazy, and like the yeah. choice that he has to make, like. Man, you really feel like Sp- those games are honestly like beautiful. The amount of mm. emotion that they put into those games. But anyways, anything else on Spider Man? Yeah, that's it. What's your one? All right, last thing. Who do we? Who is Venom? Because uh, this this latest teaser that obviously you've seen shots where it's Peter and Miles fighting Venom, so you know that there has to be someone other than Peter that will be Venom. Has uh, Norman ever been Venom? Uh, he's been like a venomized like goblin. Goblin. Yeah, but I could see that twist happening because obviously yeah. everybody feels like it's gonna be Harry. Harry. At the end yeah. of the first game, right. you see Harry with the symbiote. Maybe Harry's just goblin. I I I just feel like whatever it is, it's gonna be a little switcheroo. Something yeah. something's going on. I, I have never thought about that before, but a n- literal just straight up Norman Osborn being Venom that that would be awesome. But I mean, you also you can introduce. Eddie Brock, you yeah. could introduce Flash Thompson. You could you can go a lot of ways with Venom in this, but I, I'm super super excited. My only hope is that it doesn't take ten hours before you get to the Venom storyline. <laughs> like I, I I've heard, like just the one review I watched. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them were talking about like how they platinum the game. It said it took them like just to give you like a reference, it took them like thirty hours. Yeah, I mean, so they it's said like it's pretty... about, about the first game, where yeah. it's like, you know, essential story is like 16, 17 hours, yeah. and then like another 13 on top of mm-hmm. that, yeah. So I'm very excited, but that'll be coming up. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week, by then mm-hmm. we'll both have played it. Um, but yeah, speaking of next week, uh, speaking of last week, Season 2, Episode 2 of Loki, Breaking Brad, uh, which the entirety of the Geek oh, Buddies review... Go. Uh, John Roca called Got it. Okay. Uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Breaking which is Bad. not what the episode <laughs> is called. But yeah, Breaking Brad, uh, getting into uh, X5 here, some interesting stuff. We knew from the trailers that Zaniac was going to be in this. I kind of liked what they did with that. We took a little McDonald's break. 
we we kind of moved on from the premiere you know it, it there clearly has been a passage of time from the last mm. episode to this episode where things have been kind of reestablished. They're checking the timeline for X5 and for General Docs, and we end up finding out where both of them are. Uh, and then we get a little bit of action. We get Sylvie joining back up, get some craziness going on at the TVA. What are your thoughts? And then yeah. it ends on a, a, a big emotional moment. I want you to lead up. Let me know if that emotional moment worked for you. Yeah, so I liked this episode. I didn't love it. I think where I'm a tad, where I'm a tad kind of, I guess, and this kind of goes back to the title, is Loki too confusing? I don't want to say it's too confusing, but I'm a little messed up with where we were with General Docs, and I think it was Hunter D90. Or what's that? What was his actual X5. Name? X5. Yeah, Brad uh, Wolf. Brad Wolf, right. That's who I'm talking about. Where, okay, so we get... You know, we we go into this other, I guess it's another dimension, right? Or what is that? For what? Uh, or another time where where Hunter Wolf is, you know, what whatever. He's he's oh. a movie star. No, so that's... Maybe I this think you is just the, answered the title. Okay. I think you just <laughs> answered the title. Brad Wolf, sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I think is it Hunter just, Wolf? Yeah, I keep saying X5, Brad Wolf, whichever yeah. one. I'm sure... The remainder of the season, he's going to be known as Brad Wolf. So yeah. I'm, I should probably get used to saying that. But yeah, Brad Wolf, uh, his whole thing was that he was on, he was in the MCU. That okay. that was in the sacred timeline. Okay. So that was, I think this season, they have been doing a better job of cleaning up what is the sacred timeline. I think that this season is just saying the sacred timeline is the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like the sacred timeline is the is the continuity that we've always been following. And everything else is a branch, and I do think that they said they set that up well in this episode where, uh, yeah, we got to talk about you know, the kind of the lengths that Loki goes to, kind of pulling out the the villainous side of himself with um, the kind of like torture that he does with Brad, um, with that machine that like puts him in a box. That was very unsettling, uh, and there's also like some kind of Loki doing a little frost giant action uh, in one of the scenes to intimidate him as well. But I do like that they have at least seemingly started to clear up that, you know, he said he says in that scene, you know, I was living my life on the sacred timeline. And then he says Sylvie is living on a branch. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's living on one that is not the MCU. She's like her McDonald's is in a different universe. Does that all make sense? Yeah. So <laughs> I think where I think it just kind of caught me off guard where we're going after Brad Wolf, but I'm also like, I don't remember at the end of the first episode being like, oh, that guy, you know, we got to go after that guy. Well, I think the where idea I feel is like I was just kind were... of like, here you go, throw throw him in, like throw him in the deep end. I, I um, think again, that goes to there clearly has been time between these yeah. two episodes okay, that we're yeah. just not going to get. Right. And I think that's a choice. Yeah. That's a choice they made. But And I think, yeah, the other thing with the whole General Docs thing where I felt like that was, that seems like at the end of the first episode where that was going to be like a subplot that lasted multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of over Yeah, after the second episode. And how they get there is just kind of, it just didn't quite work for me where I'm like, okay, we got Sylvie, uh, you know, after the past 45 minutes of looking for her, we got her. We explained everything. You know, she actually believes us now. So, 
Oh, we found her. We found General Docs. That was easy. Well, let's just, you know, kick ass real quick. Boom, 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 boom. And, uh, you know, we arrested everybody, but, you know, it's still obviously, uh, unfortunately, uh, we blew up all, we pruned all these other branches. Mm-hmm. It just didn't, I don't know, it felt very kind of wonky to me. It didn't quite work. So the emotion did not, did not <laughs> wallop you at Did the you end. see that tweet I sent you? I did see it. I, I don't know if that was a joke, but somebody like tweeted like, "Oh, it said like this is more emotional." No, it was like the same emotional impact as the end of Infinity War when everybody's right. getting. Yeah. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" That I didn't feel. Yeah. I I don't want to say I didn't feel any emotion, but it it didn't hit for me. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But yeah, those are my kind of three little gripes, I guess, about the episode. I liked it. You know, obviously everything with Owen Wilson and Tom Middleton going back and forth with the pie and all that stuff. That was awesome. Uh, their conversations are great. Uh, I think Tom Middleton and Sophie uh, DiMartino as well were, were great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just those things did, did not quite work for me. Yeah, and I liked, too, <clears throat> I liked Mobius and Brad Wolf's kind of back yeah. and forth mm-hmm. in the McDonald's. Like, the McDonald's thing w- did get a little, like, weird after a while. Oh, really? I was fine with it. I Sorry, did. I was, I was – more fine than I thought I did, but like when yeah. I sat there and more specifically just Mobius's lines, but then again also, I guess you're right. I Maybe guess it's not that burger. weird because yeah, I guess it's not <laughs> that weird because it's like that's kind of who Mobius is though. Is that ever since we met him, he's a guy who loves Earth stuff, mm-hmm. which is why one of the things I'm loving about this season so far is what's set up in this episode for Mobius is Loki goes from like. Don't you want to know what happened? What what your life was down there? Right. To by the end of the episode, it's like Mobius. He's like Mobius. I'm a little. Why don't you want to know? Like that to me. Mm-hmm. That is the emotional. That's, that's yeah. the emotional stuff that I was really grabbing onto. As I was like, it went from like, come on, don't you want to know if you were like a teacher or something? To then like, Mobius has that moment in this episode where he kind of snaps. Yeah. Where he call Brad Wolf calls him a little man and he goes, You're a little man. He like he like loses it. <laughs> that was, and like that was great, I like yeah. that we are developing <laughs> Mobius yeah. as more than just like, you know, Loki's companion. And again, I think this this season has again continued the model of what everybody said about the first season is this is the MCU's like Doctor Who, where it's like Loki is the doctor and Mobius is his companion mm-hmm. and we're going through all this wacky stuff. But this episode, I liked that we kind of dived into Mobius, and it's like, why did he snap at that at him? Like, why did that trigger him so much? And then why did he deny it? Uh, and then the pie calmed him down, and then he's like, I don't want to know what it was. And then he goes, because you think it might be worse? And he goes, what if it's better? And I was like, man, Owen Wilson mm-hmm. is so... Like, I, that moment with the key lime pie and everything, I was like, this is this show. I was like, I love this stuff so much love that stuff (laughs) but uh everything with mobius and loki just like sings in this show another thing i really liked about this episode was uh eugene cordero as casey Mm -hmm. i like that he's getting a bigger and bigger kind of role he's getting a little more in they kind of teamed him up with ob and then he's like you read my book and he's like i know every page of it like i think like they're like perfect together he's like could you could you sign this for me and i like that ob is so what's the word he's like ob is just like assuming that the the tva is gonna die any second like he's Mm -hmm. just like like hunter b15 keeps going like ob focus and he's like oh sorry i just you know he's he's like he's just assuming that the loom is gonna explode but then again I don't think the emotion worked for me. Okay, at the I end. was going to ask you, yeah. 
I don't think... And the thing that really hit me was I was like, I get what they were going for with, like, Sylvie comes back to the TVA with them, and it's like, she comes back, and she's like, all right, maybe I'll give this a chance. And then the first thing she sees is them destroying all of these branches, and the branch that she just came from it gets destroyed right behind her. You know what I mean? Like, that McDonald's is gone. It's mm-hmm. wiped from existence. I liked the little five-second scene with whatever his name was, uh, the the register guy. Yeah. That he that she had that nice kind of maternal moment where she was like, "Hey, is your mom coming?" Well, no, does she go back? No, that world's gone. That world's destroyed. I thought she, because she, when she exits through the thing, I thought she goes back and is laying on the car. No, yeah, that, no, 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 that's earlier in the episode. Oh, it is? Yeah, oh, that's okay. like in the middle of the episode. My bad, okay. Because then right at the end, they all come back through the portal. Right. okay. And um, then the last shot is all the world's burning. Because right. then Sylvie comes through the portal. Cause it, but, but yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot in this show. I do think there's a, a I just lot don't think on, in, but... in, in two episodes they did enough to get you to feel that. Cause and yeah. again, it's kind of one of those like. And again, it's it's like caring about multiverses right. burning away. Yeah, where it's is, like it's I have no connection. I have no connection yeah. to any of those worlds or anybody like living there. So it's Th- like, why do why I care? That's why I say like to me, the one good thing that they did do is I did think, although it was like a fifteen second scene, I liked that when she was like, she was like, "Hey, is your mom coming to pick you up?" Right. Like she was like genuinely caring about him because he's a real person. Right. Like he's a real person mm-hmm. on that branch. And he's dead. Right. And, like, for me, that kid, I understand that connection. And I'm like, man, that sucks. But I can't make the mental leap to then be like, yeah, but think about all 8 billion people on that earth. Yeah. And then think about all the people on every timeline. And, again, it's like at at this point, it is kind of a heady thing because it's like you're not just saying that, like, each branch is a different earth. Mm-hmm. Each branch is a different everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm supposed to be genuinely emotionally invested that six Googleplex trillion people just died. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't, I can't even wrap fathom, my, yeah. yeah, I can't even fathom it. That's a great word. I can't even fathom what you're trying to get me to be emotional about. Right. You know what I mean? And if I can't even fathom the sheer scale of it, then like my brain's just kind of gonna kind of go oh man instead of like oh wow yeah Yeah, like if you had said that like all these branches were just earth or something like that you know then i could you know i could picture that and be like man all the different earths are burning away and stuff but it's different universes and it's like the first season set up that like a different branch could just be a guy stepped on a leaf that time you know what i mean so it's like the numbers are so crazy to even think about I think it's hard for any multiverse story to 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 do that. That whereas a complete one eighty flip of that is Spider Verse. You know, you would go, "Oh my god!" If a, if they were like one of the Earths in Spider Verse is just gonna die, which they did do with with uh, Jesus. I can't remember anything. Miguel O'Hara's Earth. Yeah, I saw the. Uh, did you see like the theory where it's like? What if his Earth was the one that was like one of them that was like pruned or whatever? Pruned or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, clearly, they're all talking to each other, obviously, because the the little multiverse thing that Miguel O'Hara brings up is literally just the sacred timeline from Loki when it right. does the little blue, blue branches. Like 
they made it look exactly like it does in Loki in Spider-Verse. So clearly they're talking. So maybe. But again, I think just going back to the episode as as a whole, I liked the whole uh, torture thing, the whole, like, Loki. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I'm going to be a villain because that's what you said. Like, how many yeah. times have we seen that classic thing? But I think it was done well, and I liked the whole, like, it, it was kind of like, a, you know, people always say about James Cameron, like, yeah, he does, like, straightforward stuff, but, like, he does it really well. Mm-hmm. Like, in this episode, the whole, like, fake out of Mobius being, like, you know, Loki locking the door and Mobius yeah. being like, no, at first I in. really, I'll be honest. At first I was no, like, same. I didn't under, yeah, know if that I was a bit I didn't know if not. it was part of it or not. <laughs> and then at the end when he was like, see when I tell you a little bit of mischief goes a long way. Like I was like, oh, you salty dogs. I, you know, I was, I was just like, man, I love these two guys. Yeah. And so there's like that aspect where I'm like, the show, I still really like, like, I, and again, I think this was, like, a overwhelming episode that kind of missed the mark at the end. If you compare this episode to most of the other shows, I still think this is, like, a really good episode. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing that, like, it's, it kind of felt like Ahsoka, like, when we were like, oh, this one wasn't as good but it's still a lot better than a lot of the other stuff. You know what I mean? I, I feel the same way about this episode. But yeah, well, overall, what? how did you feel about the whole, like, torturing and Loki kind of doing that ice giant thing where he got super, super big? Yeah, I think it's... Loki. And, and also, the opening. We didn't talk anything about the cold open with Loki using his magic and stuff. Oh, like I thought Loki that was really unleashed. cool. That was yeah. awesome. I thought yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, it's kind of... I don't know. I think it's interesting, like, like you said, the whole kind of they wheel in this big thing that looks like it would be some like a, you know look like the Teletubbies, like a, or like yeah, like that or like what they're using to push around and clean the carpet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it did look like a carpet cleaner. I thought that was all really cool, and I thought it was interesting just to see like <clears throat> Loki kind of, or I guess this version of Loki that we know now as kind of like. He hasn't, he's done those bad things, obviously, right? So, we obviously, we, again, we pulled him, like, right from Avengers, like, the first one. And, obviously, we went through Loki Season 1. And where Loki Season 1, he's kind of grown and gone past that kind of evil side, where now he's, like, obviously, he's very concerned as, you know, Kang's coming and all that stuff. But he's still kind of got that, like, don't push me. Yeah. You know, or I'll go there. That so that was really cool to see, and like you said in the in the beginning as well, him like chasing like chasing Brad Wolf through the street, and you know him having like the uh, I don't I guess I don't really know what it's called, like those du- duplicating himself basically, yeah. and uh, you know Mobius like thinking he's talking like Loki, but it's actually like the one to the left I think it is or whatever. All that stuff was really cool and really well done. Um, but yeah, really nice, really kind of cool to see that he's. I know he's still kind of got that like, yeah, villain in him. I guess. Yeah, and it's like I like <laughs> too. Just you know, the first season, the whole kind of thing was it, and I like the slight dynamic change of, you know, in the first season, it was Loki was there, against his will. Right. Like the whole season, he not the whole season, but the most of the season, you know, he was wanting. To, he was like, all right, I'm gonna help you with this, and then I'm gonna get my life back on the sacred timeline. You know what I mean? It was like that. Whereas this season is now, he is fully there of his own will. So it's like, they and in the first season, they even put that collar on him that kept him from doing his magic. Mm-hmm. 
and now he's he can do his magic again openly and freely, you know, and on Lamenta what is it? Lamentus, right? In the first season on Lamentus he he obviously does that thing where he stops the building from falling mm-hmm. and he kind of re taps into his magic in the last two episodes of the first season. But here it just it felt different. It felt like if none of the Kang stuff was going on, I could just watch the show be this. Just mm-hmm. Loki and Mobius hunting down variants you know throughout uh time did you ever watch the good place no this show to me is really starting to feel a lot like the good place like where it's like the good place is about i know the twist though well there you go yeah (laughs) the good place is let's call it heaven uh let's say they're in the good place and it's basically you know in later seasons you know they would look in on people at earth they could go down to Earth, you know, and it would be like they couldn't interact or sometimes they could interact. But it felt a lot like this where it was like, oh, somebody somebody got out of the neighborhood and somehow got back down to Earth. We got to go back down there and get them. The whole opening of this episode felt to me like I could see like Ted Danson walk in as Michael and be like, how'd you get down here, buddy? <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. felt to me like the TVA kind of feels like that, like the good place, like this higher not heaven, but like this kind of afterlife mm-hmm. place. And I just really, I just love that whole vibe. And then just the overall vibe of like the whole walls with the pies and stuff. Like it all just, sure, the emotion didn't hit me. But like, again, this show, I just keep coming back to like, they nailed it. And again, going back to the story about the TV shows, this is what you want. It's like, I can picture different distinct locations within the TVA, in my brain. I can't picture... I can picture, like, Kamala Khan's living room. I can picture, you know, certain places like the WandaVision house. But, like, can you picture any place from Falcon and Winter Soldier? Can you picture anything from... The bank. The bank? <laughs> yeah, when they're sitting and trying to get the loan or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. The guy's desk, okay. Yeah, the guy's desk. But you desk. know what I mean, like... No, uh, I know, yeah, I know exactly. That's my point, though, yeah. is that it's like... This is how you do a TV show. Mm-hmm. Is it's like you set something up, you follow it, you pay it off a little bit, the overarching thing, you pay it off a little bit in each episode, but Loki does the thing that the boys does and that Gen V does in that every episode is a satisfying beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. And then the next week is a different one, but it always pushes the main storyline through, and I, I just think it's like, I really like it. But, I think last thing I'll ask you, and this is kind of going back to the whole general box thing. Did you feel as though there was going to be kind of a bigger thing with her? Or did you? I thought there was going to be. I kind of like that we just kind of got that out of the way. Because, again, it's like I'm interested in that, but I'd much rather get to Kang. You know, I'd rather right. get to what – not even that I'm like I need to see Jonathan Majors like now in this. I just mean, like, I'd rather focus on that mm-hmm. and focus on the loom. Like, I'd, I'd rather have the temporal loom and trying to save the TVA. Right. I would much rather dedicate screen time to that than being like, oh, but we got to still find General Doxes out there. You know what I mean? It's like this character that we just got introduced to. Yeah. I, I, would, I do not think I would have enjoyed six episodes of... Yeah, we got to deal with Kang, but yeah. oh, but oh, that General Docs. You know fair, what I mean? Yeah. I, and that's what I feel like a lot of some of these other Marvel shows kind of do with 
characters and storylines like that. So I was kind of happy to get that moved along. And I really like this Brad Wolf character. I I like him uh, in the role. I think it's Raphael Cassell. I think he uh, is really good uh, in the show. I I like his vibe and I like his dynamic with Mobius and Loki. Very interested to see where the whole Renslayer thing goes as well. Yeah, we still have not seen her at all, so. And apparently, I think the third episode is like the big Kang episode, I believe. Like his first. Oh, really? I thought I thought I saw, I could be wrong. Probably I thought I saw. Like the Victor Timely Ant-Man episode, probably. Hmm. All right, anything else for that? I don't think so. All right. Uh, stop recording. Stories got in mind? Are we good? Here. I did have a couple of, uh, what the hell? So, Kingsman, some Kingsman news. Oh, okay. So, Kingsman, oh, this is, like, actual, like, news. So, like, three days ago, Matthew Vaughn said, 100% my next movie, we are, when the strike is over, Kingsman 3 is, that's it. Like, we're going for it. Like, because I know Taron Edgerton had that statement a couple months back when the writers were on strike, but not yet the actors, hang, you know... Uh, we've, we've, me, him, and Colin have basically met up multiple times and trying to, like, hash it out and everything. But, yeah, so, officially, Kingsman the Blue Blood, that's gonna be the name of it, Kingsman the Blue Blood, uh, will be a sequel to the first capping off the original trilogy, and will be Matthew Vaughn's next film, while Kingsman the Traitor King will be a sequel to The Kingsman. Okay. So, uh, both movies are currently in the works. And obviously, if you've seen The Kingsman, you know uh, that the villain of that piece will be uh, Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Got to work on the mustache, I think, though. Gotta, yeah, maybe. Gotta take off the sides. Yeah. But yeah, so we're getting the Hitler-Kingsman movie. I can't believe... The, well, what are your thoughts on this overall, that we're getting, or officially getting the third Eggsy movie? Yep. And then that they are continuing with the uh, with The, the Kingsman continuity um and do you get ray fines back do you go, I don't know, do you go ray fines uh who was the young guy at the end of that oh no there was oh never mind do you say you saw that movie yeah, I've right? seen it. yeah i forgot that the oh yeah yeah uh <laughs> what are your thoughts on officially kingsman not stopping anytime soon <clears throat> i would say i'm pretty excited i you know i liked the kingsman uh what the... i don't think i loved it yeah. When did um, this come out? It's not Sorry, out yet. Continue. No, um, I just mean these pictures. Oh, I think today. Uh, so I'm kind of excited for some more, you know, stuff like that. I'll be interested to see how they do with like a a uh, Hitler kind of villain That's just crazy in the movie. That really going for that? Yeah. Because when I think, well, oh, that'd be the other guy you bring back, uh, Daniel Bruhl. Oh right, Zemo. Yeah, yes. he was. He was. Yeah, at the end. Um, of that. That's right. Yeah, but oh. Why does it do that? Uh, but no, I'm. I'd say I'm interested. You know, I'm not like can't wait for it, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested to check it out. I'm looking for something else to like talk about and the stories that they tweet out, but nothing like where I'm like, oh, we need to talk about that. But you, the, did you want to touch on the Avatar, the Last Airbender images? Yeah, I guess so. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, so the images just came out of you know we got Zuko, we got uh, Uncle Iroh, got Fire Lord, Fire Lord Ozai. Ozai, yeah, Daniel Day Kim. I love I love that. Are you gonna check this out? Uh, oh, a hundred percent. I am a massive Last Airbender fan. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honest, like honestly, those pictures give me 
way more confidence. Like that yeah. that look, that did look they great. nailed the aesthetic. Yes, I will agree with that. Like um, absolutely nailed I, the aesthetic. I have seen the show. I did really love the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not a. I wouldn't say I'm like jazzed at a live action. Yeah. You know, Avatar. Did you see the live action movie? No. Oh no, I did not. Count yourself lucky. Should I was that should I, should I like? <laughs> what okay this is something where i was like why are we doing this <coughs> are you are you you have any interest in a live action gargoyle I never, series i was never one that i never watched Neither did i yeah so i don't even know what it is it just seems is like it just a, a show about gargoyles that come to life i think so but when i saw it i was just i was like is that really what we need to be making right and it's now it's a james wan it's, it's gonna true. be a james wan show yeah i'm gonna you know you could tell me when i'm wrong when it comes out but this screams Willow to me. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Go back. Click. Can you? I, I, oh, sorry. I'll look it up <laughs> myself. That's that show Upload, Upload with Robbie yeah. Amell. I really liked that show. Oh. I watched the first two seasons. I thought it had been canceled. <laughs> oh. It looks like there's coming out with a new season. It looks like it, yeah. Sorry. I was like, no, you're I good. was like, is that the show I think it is? Gar- this screams like a, a Willow. Like a, oh, this show, this old whatever from a few years, like years yeah. ago. What do we're we gonna have? remake? What do we it. have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like that. Like, I would not be shocked if I it comes out with one season. Hit, it comes out with one season, then it gets canceled. And like you're <laughs> making it live. What do you even mean you're making it live action? Yeah, these look like creatures. Why are you even making it live action? It's gonna be like, I don't even know. What is that? They're gonna be like. Asa Butterfield has been cast as the human lead in the Gargoyles. And I'm going to be like, what do you, what do I care? Like, this show Cl- looks awesome. Just watch the original one. Clan of heroic creatures pledged to protect modern New York City as they did in Scotland 1,000 years earlier. What? Interesting. Lasted 70 episodes. Wow. 74 episodes. Wow. So you're not excited for the Gargoyles series? I mean, not really, no, but... Uh, uh, Whatever James Wan pre, wants to do, you pre, see this? I guess the rumor is that San Andreas is going to be playable yeah, so on Netflix. Previous GTA game is reportedly planned to release on Netflix, uh, and you know, as many people have probably seen, I don't know if they're. Good I think it's already started. You're right. I can't even get in because yeah. I don't have access to the Wall Street Journal. But that you know, they're bringing games to Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Again, just another way to try and make some money, which I understand, but I don't know how well that's going to go. I, what? Okay. Oh, is that a new criterion for train spotting? Uh, yes. Just real quick on the whole video games Netflix thing. <laughs> if I could play a GTA game, why would I go play on Netflix? Yeah. Like why? It's probably on Game Pass on Xbox. It's probably in the Sony PlayStation Store. I'll probably just go there. Exactly. Especially well, if know, I have you're, one you're of the playing it on a console, if and I, not on a Roku. Yeah, and I'm not playing on a server a million miles away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I it's just like one of those things where it's like, why? You know, <laughs> the only cool thing, the only cool thing that I bought into, and I was like, I'd like more of these, is the choose your own adventure thing. I thought that was an interesting concept. Like, yeah, I, actually, I really uh, liked Black Mirror Bandersnatch. I, I watched Danielle do one uh, a few weeks ago. It did was she do the Puss in Boots one. No, I forgot who the actress was oh i actually know exactly what you're talking about yeah. i cannot remember i forget her name actress. she's from austin alley yes her, yes I forget exactly her name. and and that was a whole choose your own adventure and i heard that again that was a big success so i'm not <laughs> saying I, i'm not saying they stopped doing them yeah but i liked that 
Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, and that was like a cool little hybrid. Yeah, I mean that's that looks that great. is. I mean Daniel Day Kim looks crazy, and then Paul Sung Hyung Sung Hyung Lee looks so good. I'm so happy for him that he's like a big like guy now. Like mm-hmm. he's like he's like getting big like notable roles. Oh, what is his name? I always forget I his like say. that actor, but he he's great too. I love it. And I love that we're starting with the Fire Nation. I wonder if we're going to get, like, every day. Oh, each day... season's going to be, like, a... Hmm? I, I would assume each season's going to be one book. Right, that's I what I was saying, yeah. yeah. So I think <clears throat> you, you could go either way with it. You could go four seasons, or I think you could say, like, maybe if you want to split it and really get out of it. But, man, it, look, it, it looks good. Again, it's Netflix, though, so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, the pictures could look great, and then it could just be whatever. What's this? I didn't realize they were making a adaptation of this on Netflix. Ooh. It's one of these animes that's like really popular that I have wanted to check out, but I haven't gotten to Does it. Does it have 6,000 episodes? No, I think it's got like 70, 112. You know, so not like a One Piece where it's like you said, it's got a thousand plus episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not realize they were uh, doing making that live action. Well, I'll tell well. you, the first look looks great. Yeah, I'd say it looks pretty good. Uh, probably won't check it out, but that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess last thing I'll, we'll, yeah. we can talk about if you scroll down for a sec, the uh, Miyazaki movie is finally, it's had its limited release in, in Japan and stuff, and then now it's going to get its U.S. release with the U.S. voice cast. Um, Christian Bale, Dave Bate- a couple, couple of familiar people to uh, Miyazaki's previous U.S. adaptations, a couple of new people. Uh, Christian Bale obviously has done a couple with him. I think this mm. is his fourth movie with Miyazaki. And then Dave Bautista, Gemma Chan, Willem Dafoe, Karen Fukuhara, Mark Hamill, Robert Pattinson, and Florence Pugh. That's an all-star cast right there. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. And also good for Karen Fukuhara getting some work in the in the boys' uh, down season. You know, mm-hmm. finally getting some lines in uh, somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, I, that was the last thing I wanted to touch on. I just think that's a great lineup for for the u.s voice cast <clears throat> i even sh- shouldn't even say u.s just the english language mm-hmm. uh voice cast i think particularly out of all of those names i feel like dave batista is like i feel like dave batista just looks like a miyazaki character in real life like you know what i mean like yeah. him and him and uh knock of the cabin like he could just be what people always fan cast him as hugo strange mm-hmm. i think that would be incredible. oh yeah uh-huh. but like wouldn't Dave Bautista's Hugo Strange look like a Miyazaki character with <laughs> yeah. the little glasses and the big like <laughs> trench coat? Like he really, he really would. So I'm, yeah. I'm very excited for this. Uh, and then it's uh, wide U.S. release December eighth. So wow, yeah. All right, awesome. very excited, very excited. I think that'll do it. Got yeah. a lot of stuff to watch this week. Luckily, I have the time to do it. But yeah, we'll talk about some of the stuff that we've been watching uh, next week. Again, might have a guest for our Halloween episode, but. If you have them, they're all on HBO Max right now, so uh, take a look at some of the Final Destination movies, and we are going to be talking about all five of them on our Halloween episode. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. That'll do it for me. I've been one of your hosts, Sean Monk. Uh, thank you again for guys so much for joining us and uh, for watching on the repeat. You know, we, got, we ended up getting, uh, I think, like 50 views on the last one, so thank you guys so much for uh, checking it out. I know it's hard out there. I know it's you know hard to get hard to get views, hard to keep up with content. So we appreciate you guys watching this. But if you do, you know, like, comment, subscribe. That'll do it for me. I've been one of your hosts. 
Uh, I've been your other host, TJ Cornwell. Thank you for watching. Uh, check out our social medias on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you next time. Ooh.